Hey, watch it. Let me through. Dumb savages. We are a third tribe, name pending, that will also be making the trip through the canyon today. Our numbers are quite small these days. It's mostly just me and my mom. You're doing great, honey. Shut up, Mom. I got this. Uh, uh, you might not have ever heard of us before, but we hate both the Zhangs and the Ganjin. You see, a hundred years ago, our great leader, Win Jay, went to his two shitty nephews after school sports match and got kicked out for picking a fight with a hot dog vendor. They said he'd had a few drinks before the match, but I don't believe it. Oh, it was terrible. So embarrassing for our family. Stop it, Mom. You're, you weren't even there. Anyway, we demand to be taken seriously. Hey, where'd everyone go? Hello, everybody. At last, it is time to talk about episode 11 of Avatar The Last Airbender. Brendan, I came so close to doing the Samurai Jack intro just now. Oh, man, it's been 11 episodes. That's, I know. That's like almost three months of this show. <laughs> I know, I know, and somehow, like, now was the time that I almost slipped back into it. I think it's because off-air, just before we started, we were kind of reminiscing a little bit about mm-hmm. Samurai Jack days. Yep, yep. Maybe that triggered some kind of response in my mind where it's like, yeah, this is how this is how the intro goes. You regressed back into a, a previous state. No, no, there's no regression on this show. We're constantly moving forward and getting <laughs> better. Everyone would agree. Yep. Hey, guess what? What? Uh, happy two-year anniversary of this podcast. Oh, really? Yeah, it sure is. Uh, tomorrow, the- wink, wink, wink. Oh, dang. Yeah, we made it two, two whole years. Two whole years of doing a lot of Samurai Jack stuff and then doing other stuff, doing this Avatar stuff now. We've done, yep, we've yep. done it all. We've done a lot of stuff. We've done a heck of a lot of stuff. And, uh, you know, as we move forward with this podcast of ours, it's fun to, you know, vary it up and cover a wide range of topics. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. It's been a little while since we've done like a bonus episode that wasn't the main show, right? What was the last one we did? Well, we if you want to count the Avatar movie one, that's probably the last one that we did. Uh, Okay. Um, Or was Game of the Year after that? Oh, Game of the Year was after that. Yeah, that's true. Mm -hmm. Uh, We also did the Invader Zim Christmas special. Right. Yep. That was fun. Uh, We're overdue. I would say long overdue for a Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, uh, we are. Some sort of Kingdom Hearts content. But I don't don't have any hand in this. So this is all resting on your shoulders. It's happening. (laughs) Oh. You know what? You Are we tell you, me fuck it's this, happening. Fuck this episode. We're doing Kingdom Hearts okay, right now. Let's lean, let's lean straight into it. All right, yeah, Brendan, we're proceed. We're doing it right now. We open up on Outset Island. That's not right. That's no, Legend don't. of Zelda. No, we don't. <laughs> we, yeah, hold, hold, wait a minute. Well, hold on we, a second. We open up on Destiny Island. That's Even I know that's not right. <laughs> we're hanging There's out no with pigs all our, that Sora can throw in the water. There aren't, and that's a damn shame. What there are, though, are Final Fantasy X characters. Oh, that's worse. There's Titus who they call Titus for some reason. And there's Waka, who I don't think anyone ever refers to by name. And they want to fight. So you fight them. <laughs> and there's also well, Selfie, who I think is in Final Fantasy IX. 
Yeah, of course. Yeah. She's yep. there for some reason, too. I don't know why all these characters are together, but they are. And we open up on Sora. <laughs> no, stop. <Okay. laughs> so here's the deal, Brendan. If this is what we're looking forward to in the eventual Kingdom Hearts <laughs> episode that you've threatened all of us with, uh, I don't think anybody wants to listen to well, that too fucking bad. <laughs> so you're going to have to tidy up that little presentation there. <laughs> we'll figure it out. You'll figure it out. I won't do anything. We'll all figure it out together. <laughs> it's all about friendship. Uh, that is the lesson. My friends are my... Uh, what are my friends? Oh, there are a lot of things. My okay. accomplices. Mm-hmm. My organ donors. Sure. That happens. That's a thing that happens in the game. Okay. I'm not going to let this conversation <laughs> go on any further. Yes, Brendan, we've covered a wide variety of topics. Uh, and we did used to talk about Samurai Jack a lot on this podcast of ours. A great television show from the mind of a great television creator, a man by the name of Gendy Tartakovsky. You heard of this guy? I, I've heard of him a couple times. He's out there doing things that you might have seen mm -hmm. on the list. Samurai Jack. Oh, yeah, 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 that's right. So I think that I'm pretty sure you've seen that before based on discussions that we've had. Uh, I could be wrong. Yeah. Um, Would you believe if I told you I've never <laughs> seen it? Based on some of the conversations we had, I wouldn't be surprised because, I don't know, it's, sometimes it felt like a little bit of a one-sided conversation. Um, <laughs> yes, Gendy Tartakovsky, uh, many great shows along the way. But guess what, Brendan? There's a, there's a new one of them. Whoa. He's got a new thing coming along, a little show by the name of Unicorn Warriors Eternal. That's a bad name. But it looks really cool. <laughs> I was going to say to you that I'm pretty sure this show is destined to fail based on the name alone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a shit name. I don't know why it's called that, though. Maybe we'll find out and it'll make sense and <laughs> we'll feel better about it. But the show is fast approaching. It's uh, debuting on Adult Swim in May, I believe it is. May 4th, I'm seeing here. All right. So just about a month away, and uh, some trailers out there for the show, and uh, it looks interesting. It's definitely got, like, that Gendy Tartakovsky, like, animation feel, oh, I yeah, would say. Yeah. The first thing I saw for it was a still frame of one of the main characters, like, screaming, and I was like, that's that's a fucking Gendy show. What is happening here? <laughs> I've seen people do this scream many, many times and then yeah. talked about it for two hours with my friend. <laughs> yeah, looks exactly like uh, the, that character from the, the last season of Samurai Jack, whose name I've already forgotten. Ashi. Oh, this, this could be anyone. Oh, yes. Ashi. Yes, of course. Uh, yeah, there's 100% uh, a resemblance there. Um, yeah, Unicorn War Warriors Eternal. Definitely go out and check out the trailer if you have not already. It's an interesting premise about like these three warriors, like ancient warriors whose spirits seem to be like reincarnated over time to fight against some ancient evil. I took it as they were all the same person from the trailer. Like they all okay. shared the same soul. And we're somehow brought together in like this timeline. I don't know. It's all uh, everything I'm saying is based on the minute long trailer I saw. Right. 
but time will tell. I do have a plot summary. I'm not exactly sure where this came from, but I'm looking at it on the Cartoon Network Wiki on fandom.com, so you know it's got to be legit. Yep, yep. And you know I'm looking at advertisements, baby. Fuck yeah. You got to get an ad blocker, my guy. <laughs> it's fandom. The whole site would crash if I tried to do something <laughs> like that. Uh, the series follows a team of ancient heroes protecting the world from an ominous force. We pretty much knew that already. Mm-hmm. Uh, throughout history, unicorns have symbolized the virtuous, appearing to ensure that goodness reigns. Okay. Unicorns, I think a bad name for whatever these Do hero they, characters are. Are they actual unicorns? Like, is, is This is a question to be answered. Yeah. Because <laughs> I've seen Gravity Falls, and I think unicorns are dicks. Uh, I don't have any idea what you're talking about, um, <laughs> but I'll play along with you for now. When the reawakening of our heroes comes too early, it says, they find themselves in the bodies of teenagers, which I don't think was portrayed by that trailer at no. all. Oh, okay. So that's not what I thought was happening. I don't really, I guess, but I don't really know what I thought was happening. So like, I'm <laughs> willing to just kind of go along with whatever ride this description is taking us on. Yeah. Fuck it. <laughs> Damaged as a result, their memories of who they are and the history of the unicorn over the centuries have been lost, with some of their magical abilities weakened and fragmented. Okay, yep, so they got Metroided. Metroided and amnesia'd, perhaps, a little bit? Ooh. Classic anime trope. Mm-hmm. This is anime we're talking about, after all. Basically. Uh, and then the end of it is them talking about, like, they'll fight the the bad people and win the day. Yeah. Of course. Um, an interesting premise. I kind of like the idea of like the reincarnated hero. I mean, Hey, we're talking about avatar, the last airbender, which Mm -hmm. is all about some person coming back time and time again to fight off. Although it's not necessarily an ancient evil. It seems like there's a different evil of each generation in avatar. And this is some kind of ongoing battle that we're talking about here with this unicorn show. Unless maybe it is an ancient evil. I'm not that far in the show yet. I couldn't say for sure. (laughs) Sorry, I guess I kind of spoiled. uh, (laughs) Spoiled something that doesn't happen, which is something that I frequently do is say, no, Brendan, (laughs) that that doesn't happen. And then I feel bad for like dashing that thought right off the bat. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. There's like a, so it's, it's several characters. One of them is some kind of monk fighter. Uh, The other one seems like some sort of elf, like swordsman, like warrior. Mm -hmm. And then the other one is like a sorceress, like a dark sorceress. So they're like a D and D party, basically. Honestly, yes, exactly that. I'm okay with that. Yeah, I don't know. I kind of like that idea. Plus, in the trailer, they've got like a robotic butler friend. Yep. He says something. I can't remember now, but he explains his (laughs) shtick. (laughs) Here I am, your robot friend. And they go, oh, sick as hell. And they all hang out. I exist to guide you. (laughs) Thank you, robo friend. (laughs) I'm here. I'm here to explain to the audience what's going on. (laughs) Well, it didn't do a good enough job in the trailer because I feel like even after reading that description, you and me are like not really sure what we're looking at with no, the show here. No, I'm uh, I'm going to watch it, though. I'm looking forward to it. It, it looks g- good enough to at least give it a shot. I'm intrigued as well. Um, if it's on Adult Swim, it could be kind of cool. Maybe they'll say swear words. 
I like when cartoons say swear words. What are your favorite swear words that they'll say in a cartoon? Uh, I like when they say the fuck word. Which, uh, which, which word is that? The fuck. Oh, yeah. got it. I like when they say that. And shit. Nice. And, uh, and I like when they say bastard, but that's a very anime thing to do. Do you think they'll say piss? Uh, they might say piss. They might say pissed off more than they would say. No, like, no, that's not the context that I want. I don't know that they'll refer to urine as piss. Uh, they might, though. I want the robot butler to say, Oi, Gov, I gotta bust a piss in the corner. Yeah. And then he goes to the corner and pees, but it doesn't make sense because he's a robot. Because he's a robot. Yeah. They do that bit in Futurama. They do. Yeah, yeah. that's true. So maybe this is just Futurama for a new age. I'm willing to I'm accept for it. that. I like that idea. Um, I don't know. I feel like you and me are kind of dicking around with this thing that we don't <laughs> understand, but I guess we're here to say, you know, as people who have enjoyed the entirety of a Gendy Tartakovsky show in great detail, mm-hmm. excruciating uh, detail, more detail than anyone has probably ever given it. <laughs> uh, I, I think we're both here to say the hosts of such a podcast as this are uh, intrigued by what we see by unicorn colon warriors eternal. <laughs> yep, that that's the name. That's the it's, one they're going with. <laughs> it's just so bad. And I, uh, I know that it will fail because the, of the name. Because of the fucking name. I don't know. I, I hope I hope it's good. I think it probably will be. What's also interesting about this here is I'm I'm reading that it's going to be they're they're saying it's a mini series in the vein of Over the Garden Wall with a total of 10 serialized episodes. Oh, I love that idea. So it's just one and done in and out. I like that. I like when shows fucking end. <laughs> it's like one of my favorite things. Yeah, I mean that's true, but what if we what if we want more? Well, too bad. I want more over the garden wall, but it's not happening. Although, actually, I did buy the comic book, and that's that adds more. Do we have to do over the garden wall, Brendan? I've never seen it. I would do over the garden wall. Yeah, I think okay. that's like a Halloween kind of thing, though. Okay, so maybe we'll prepare for that in uh, just a few short months' time. Mm-hmm. It's like half a year from now. I yeah. don't know what I'm talking about. Well, but it's what it's like eight episodes, I think. Uh, something like that. As I've said, I have not seen it. It's really good. I have it on DVD. I also have, there's a, you haven't seen it, so you don't know the context, but there is a cassette tape that I also have. Well, I understand if I watch the show. Yes, you will know what I'm, what it is. Is it like a Guardians of the Galaxy, like Peter Quill's got the cassette tape? Is it Um, that kind of thing? Not really, no. Don't say anything more, because now I'm actually intrigued, and I, I don't think I want to know. Yeah, <laughs> I should stop asking questions. Uh, just like we should stop talking about this show that's coming up. Uh, although we're, yeah, we're interested, and uh, you know, perhaps that's something that we may talk about on this show. Yeah, at, at the point. very least, we will give our thoughts on what we what we see, and at the most, maybe we'll cover it at some point. We'll talk about that then, but first we must talk about episode 11 of Avatar The Last Airbender. Shall we start doing that, Brendan? Let us begin. Yep, 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 yep. Episode 11 of Avatar The Last Airbender, titled The Great Divide. Bum, bum, bum. Brendan, I, before we started getting into the recap, I evoked, I invoked the name Salad Fingers. Yes. 
in conversation, and I feel like that was a mistake for both of our energies. <laughs> Might have been. Now I'm all fucking bummed out. I know. I think it's going to weigh down the rest of this recording session. <laughs> Do you think we can carry on, though, to get this done? I think so. I think we can make it through. <laughs> a lack of salad fingers in this episode. <laughs> Thank God. Uh, let us talk about salad fingers no longer. Yes, the great divide is this episode, Brendan. Mm-hmm. It's an all right divide. It's, you know, I've seen worse divides. Yeah, yeah. I've seen better, but... Yeah, as far as divides go, it'll suffice. I have something to say to you about this episode. Okay. But what I have to say may color your perception of the entire episode itself. So I'm going to offer you a choice right now. Well, you've brought it up, so now I can't let it go. If I don't have you tell me now, I'm just going to be wondering about it the entire time. Yeah, so that was the offer is do you want it now or do you want it after? And I feel like I've... I've drawn you in too far where maybe I can't just not say it now. Yeah, I kind of feel like I need it. Is is it here? I'm going to guess and if I'm wrong, you can hold it until the end. Okay. This episode uh aired in the wrong place. Uh no, that okay. is not it. As far as I know, we haven't had any instances of that kind of thing going on. All right. Although I mean, thinking on the episode, does it feel like an episode where it maybe that maybe could have been something that happened. I, I could kind of see. It. it feels like it could have happened earlier. Um, I don't feel like it's something that should have happened later, though. Like, I don't feel like anything <laughs> happened in it where, like, <laughs> I was like, what yes. the fuck is happening here? <laughs> it's not like a Firefly situation where just a random character is suddenly with them. <sighs> Brenda, do you want to know what I have to say? Uh, sure. Okay. Uh, as you know, as I used to do with uh, Samurai Jack, I would read lists of like the best episodes of Samurai Jack of all time uh -huh. or the worst episodes of Samurai Jack of all time. Okay. Do things like that, you know, see what the chatter was on the internet uh -huh. where people were landing on those kinds of things. What's the buzz? Yeah. What's the crack? Now... As Avatar is a much bigger show personally for me over the years, I've many times looked up, you know, different lists of like all of the episodes ranked or like just some of them ranked mm -hmm. top, top episodes, bottom episodes, things, things of the nature. Yep. And in those years of examples that I've been able to pull, uh, universally, the Great Divide, the episode that we are about to talk about right now, uh, is pretty much always considered to be the very worst episode of Avatar The Last Airbender. Really? It is. Interesting. I don't I don't know that I would agree with that from what we've seen so far. Hmm. And I was wondering if you would feel that way. I thought you might. Yeah, I don't I don't think it's the worst that we've seen. Although I think the worst isn't that bad like i don't know that i could pick a worst episode okay. off my head like off the top of my head right now there's no one episode that stands out to you and they're like oh that fucking episode yeah no i don't think so okay okay so maybe that's a good sign for us going forward then if this is considered to be as bad as it gets mm -hmm. i mean that, that it... does sound like a good thing though like if this is the worst the show has to offer mm -hmm. then uh it seems like it'll be fine. 
if we can only go up from here, yeah, then that is not a bad uh, proposition. Yeah, that is um, something I've seen over the years without getting too far ahead of either of our thoughts on how we feel about this episode. Uh, it's almost like universal. Yeah. Wow. I can't wait to be able to look at lists like that and see what the fuck people are on about. Uh, don't do it yet. I can't. It's going to be another fucking two years before I'm able to <laughs> we do got, that. We got, such a, we got such a long way to go. <laughs> There's a, I don't know, this, this kind of topic uh, of like having so far to go in a show that everyone knows so well at this point uh, it's kind of it's kind of weighing on me a bit more than sure. it did for like Samurai Jack. Mm-hmm. Like uh, a friend of mine, uh, Matt from Boston, who wrote into the show, uh, put me on to this real play podcast of the Avatar tabletop game. Yeah, uh, obviously, I didn't listen to it. Thank you. Uh, but he was like, yeah, it's really good. You got to check it out. And then I was like, well, it, it, does it spoil anything? And he's like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Like, don't listen to it. <laughs> So now I'm I was sitting on this podcast for the next two years until... I'm sorry. <laughs> it's worth it. I promise it's worth it. Um, yeah, I was going to do the same thing. I was going to send you like some actual play, like YouTube videos yeah. and stuff, and be like, oh, let's get into it, but then realized that even them talking because the way that that game kind of works is you can play your game in like a bunch of different eras of the avatar universe um and some of them just like literally describing what the era is is like a huge spoiler for things you (laughs) haven't seen and it just i feel like a lot of it would just be offhanded like comments like not even them trying to spoil anything just talking about the show like what they know about the lore and things and i was like "Ah, I, i don't know anything and i contractually obligated to not know anything <laughs> oh you can do whatever you want Brendan. i'm not gonna force you to you know, <laughs> guard yourself from the outside you don't have to sequester yourself from avatar the last airbender oh stuff, i'm gonna i think you'll be i think you will feel like you're better off for having done something mm-hmm. like that i think it yeah i think it'll help excuse me in the long run i think it's a good idea but okay. right now well, it, it kind of <laughs> sucks t- it's tough <laughs> yeah it's it's tough to be in this position i'm in this position with a million other like <laughs> tv shows and video games and like all sorts of things so i i feel i feel your pain mm-hmm. let's uh try to ease that pain a little bit by recapping yet another wonderful episode of the show that is universally beloved as i just <laughs> mentioned uh previously on avatar last week we met jet yeah we did that guy trustworthy guy and everyone loved him mm-hmm, mm-hmm. throughout till the bitter end and then in this episode nobody mentions him at all <laughs> no no it was like that never even happened <laughs> what Remember happened to jet, jet? did Who? He, did they arrest him yeah There's, they came and got him there was no conclusion to that episode he was stuck to that tree and uh <laughs> The Fire Nation guards from the town came up and said, hey, are you the one responsible for this? And then his crew sold him out. Yeah. Fuck him. Now he's off to prison. I can't remember any other names. <laughs> Pip Squeak, the big guy. What's the what's the smell one? Smeller Bee. Smeller Bee. I was going to say Smellulous, but that's not right. Smellulous is a different thing. Different show. Yeah. 
I don't know. I mean, here's a spoiler for you, Brendan. So yeah, as you just said, there were there was no wrap up to what happened. He was just kind of left hanging at the end of that episode. So what <laughs> do you think that means for the future of Avatar: The Last Airbender? Uh, it means he can come back at some point <laughs> with a vengeance. He certainly could. <laughs> But on in this episode, let's talk about it. <clears throat> Sokka is pitching a tent. Uh, oh, God, sorry. I'm reading my fanfic. Let me tab over to my <laughs> other tab here. Uh, okay. Uh, Sokka is pitching a tent. And uh, see the <laughs> I got what you made Yeah, there. yeah. Thank you. I was it's trying to good. workshop one. You beat me to it. I've had this written down for like over a week. I couldn't wait to do my opening joke of the recap, baby. Hell yeah. (laughs) And then it makes it better when I talk about how much I liked my joke. (laughs) Katara says, hey, don't forget to put the tarp up, you know, just in case it rains. And Sokka claims, well, it's the dry season, so we don't need it. We don't need the tarp to block the rain. We'll just use it as a blanket instead. Mm -hmm. And so I guess my question to you, Brendan, is who's right? Um, well, I would say uh, they're both wrong. Well, what's your answer then? Uh, find a cave. Mm. Or build. Let nature take care of the shelter yeah, for you. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't know. I think I think you should probably build the fucking tent the way you're supposed to build the tent. <laughs> Just do it. You know, just do it. Also, you know, like. He's from the South Pole. Mm-hmm. Like, what the fuck does he know about the dry season wherever they currently are? <laughs> wherever this place is. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know shit about the environment here, Sokka. <laughs> like, don't take chances in a foreign land like this. Yeah, I don't know. I had, once I was trying to build a tent, and somebody told me you put the tarp underneath the tent to protect this is it a thing from that the I've ground. Yeah. Uh, but then it rained, and the tarp... Uh, only held all the rain directly on the oh, tent. Oh, no. Yeah. So I don't know what to do with a tarp. This is why I don't tent. <laughs> I sleep in a car. Yeah. <laughs> if yeah. I'm going camping, I'll use the car. Yeah. Anything, literally anything but a tent. Uh, tents and me don't agree. It's not, it's not very frequently that I've had to sleep in a tent, but anytime I do, I'm like, I got to come up with a better solution this time. There's got to be a better way. <laughs> Glamping is the answer. Oh, yeah. I bet if I cut down a bunch of these trees and then mill the mill the wood into boards, mm. I could build a much better tent. <laughs> You'd make a hell of a tent. Maybe like a little fireplace in there in a bed. Flat screen TV. Yeah. Be a kick-ass tent. There you go. Best tent I ever seen. Uh, they get in a big argument about this, which is some good classic sibling banter between the two of them. We don't get it a lot, but anytime we do, I'm down for it. We don't. And this is actually why I thought maybe the episode was supposed to air earlier, because they seem to be fighting more than they have been lately. This is true. Yeah, Uh, it's like they kind of out of nowhere, like they're at each other's throats. Yeah, which they kind of were early on, and then it kind of got better. But this episode, they're like back to it. Like both of them are really pissed at each other for seemingly no reason. In an instant fight mm-hmm. over this thing. Um, Katara throws the firewood that she's gathered at Sokka, and in response, he demolishes the tent that he just set up. <laughs> Fucking got her. <laughs> okay, well, I guess nobody's sleeping tonight. <laughs> Good comeback, Sokka. You fucked everyone, you, including yourself. You showed her. <laughs> you showed you, Sokka. <laughs> 
uh, Aang shows up and he's like, are you guys cool? No, no, not very uncool. Sokka calls Katara uh, Miss Know-It-All, Queen of the Twigs, which I think is a good insult. Yep, I like that. Katara tries to respond. She says, Mr. Lazy Bum, King of the Tents, which is not as good. No, King of the Tents would be a good thing. Because yeah, he, he would rule over all of the tents. And that's almost like an admission that Sokka was right in that mm. argument. Yep. So you don't want to hand him that easy W. You yep. drop your crown king. Although Lazy Bum, I kind of like. Uh, Mr. Lazy Bum is good. We open up on Sora asleep on the beach and Kairi standing over him calls him Lazy Bum. Aang is like, hey, uh, stop arguing, you guys, and <laughs> suggests that they trade jobs. I'm just not going to let you do it, Brandon. <laughs> it's too late. Sug- it's been done. They suggest that the, they trade jobs, which they agree to, and Aang's like, damn, I am a kick-ass avatar. Yeah. He's really good at this mediator shit. I just solved that dispute with, like, nothing. I barely even had to lift a finger. <laughs> I'm the best fucking avatar there ever was. Yeah. Who's going to dispute that? No, there ain't no other avatars around. Although <laughs> Roku, seems like Roku could pop in at any moment and be like, Aang, shut, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I, I was kick-ass. I was so cool. Did you see me back there? <laughs> um, Yeah, Aang is... High on his avatar horse, he sees Appa and Momo fighting over some sort of large melon, mm-hmm. and he karate chops it and gives Momo the smaller chunk, which Momo protests, but Aang is like, Appa has five stomachs, and you're Momo. <laughs> you're a very small creature. This is absolutely fair, which is true, and also we're getting to learn a little bit more about Appa's anatomy. Yeah, five stomachs. Damn. Five stomachs, how about that? Not surprising, looking at the big guy. Yeah, I guess not. I don't really understand why animals have more than one stomach anyway. Well, think about a cow. Yeah. They got like They've four got, what, of them. four? Yeah. Why? I think they serve different purposes in the digestion process. How do... Oh, okay. So they're not like... It's not like a, a single input with five outputs. <laughs> it just could go... It could randomly fill up it, Yeah, it just them. goes into whatever one. It's like a pachinko machine for it's stomachs. It's an A-B test of stomachs <laughs> for the food coming into their body. Like, where will it be? Yeah, okay. So it's... But it's like it's like a, a series of stomachs. I gotta be honest with you, Brendan. I'm also completely talking out of my ass I when mean, I talk about how cow stomachs that, work. I, I like that idea more than the, the thought that I had. <laughs> yeah, what you said was dumb shit. What I said, <laughs> also kind of dumb, but could but be plausible. <laughs> we'll see. We'll we'll figure it out. Gotta Email recap us, at yeah. gmail.com. <laughs> if you know how cow stomachs work probably pretty similar to our stomachs as in me and brendan not mm-hmm. like all of you listeners out there who are also humans but me and brendan you know the freaks mm-hmm. uh the next day they look out over a vast canyon which ang calls the great divide hey that's the name of the episode it certainly is the name of the episode and not a foreshadowing for what will happen in this week's episode. Nope. It's only referring to this area that they're in. That's the only thing that it means. Yep. The only thing. And then it plays like a Western sting and it shows the great divide in big letters over the screen. That's right. And like a tumbleweed goes by with a scene wipe. There's a little banjo sting. Yeah. There should be more banjo in this episode. I think everything needs more banjo. 
yeah, it's pretty much a net positive wherever it shows up. Yeah, name one thing that wouldn't be improved by banjos. Uh, nuts and bolts. Then mm, I don't. Yeah. I, I, all right. That was. That's on me. <laughs> 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 Fucking got too low, you. Too low of a bar. <laughs> Hell yeah. I just freaking crush it with that one. <laughs> uh, yes, the Great Divide. It's very uh, Grand Canyon-esque. Mm-hmm. Beautiful place. Yeah. Uh, in a desolate kind of way. But I'd like to check it out regardless. Uh, Katara is mesmerized and Sokka's like, neat, let's leave. <laughs> Fair. Over it. Yeah, that's all right. I've seen it now. Yeah. Moving on. I've never been to the Grand Canyon, but I imagine that's how I would feel about it. I'm not much of a hiker. If you couldn't already tell based on, you know, (laughs) everything that I've ever said. Mm -hmm. Hiking is not like a top priority for me. I do like a hike, but like I I won't actively seek it out. Mm -hmm. I like a short one. One very specific one. You've gone on it with me. (laughs) We've done that hike before and it was lovely. I love that one. It's real easy. It's a nice little hike. And then you fear death for like 20 minutes while you're standing at the top of it. And then you go back down. Yeah, I'm not good with heights. So like that, that big spot right at the end of that hike, you're looking out over a big rock and I'm like standing, I'm like standing 50 feet away from the edge of the rock. (laughs) I'm like, this is too close. I got to back up a little bit more. No, I'm the same way. So maybe I wouldn't do very well at the Grand Canyon, but I would love to see it. Perhaps someday. Bonus episode. Yeah. (laughs) we said we wanted to branch out and do different things i don't know about that one though it's not really i don't even really know how you could do that as a podcast we'll figure it out (laughs) we can just fake that i'll just turn on my box fan blow it at the microphone i can make sound effects i've done it a million times here we are at the grand canyon there goes a a donkey it's a pretty all right canyon (laughs) but wait a minute bill clinton is here (laughs) Whoa. And then we just insert like a saxophone (laughs) sting or something. And somebody in the background going, boo. (laughs) Into this scene barges a young man. He's a well-groomed young man in a white robe. And he's huffing and puffing about some earthbender who is going to lead his tribe through the canyon. Mm Mm-hmm. Sokka tells this guy to calm down, and the guy describes how the Fire Nation destroyed his tribe's home, so they are all making a trek to the Earth Kingdom capital city of Ba Sing Se. Yeah, we've been there. No, we have not been there. We've right? been there. It was great. I think you're are you sure we haven't been the there? Of this show. I'm 1,000% I'm sure, because I have a note written here that, Brendan, I can't wait for you to see <laughs> Ba Sing Se. <laughs> oh, shit. I thought we were there. We went to Omashu. Oh, that's right. That's not the same place. Another big Earth Kingdom city, but not Bossing Say. Once you've seen one big Earth Kingdom city, you've seen them all. Oh, Brendan, you ain't seen nothing yet, my boy. You're going to love Bossing Say. Oh, yeah. All right, quick other tangent, though. This fucker's voice uh, brought me back to a fucking place when I heard it. I thought that this was Dante Basco when I heard him, and it was not. Is it not? I don't know who that is. That is Zuko. That's Zuko. Okay, no, this is the guy who voices uh, Robin in Teen Titans, I think. I didn't actually Mm. look it up to confirm, but I'm fairly certain. Uh, It is Robin from Teen Titans. I thought so. 
did you have like hot flashes? Like I feel I'm feeling itchy, like under the collar. Well, like, yeah. Well, I, I heard no, not quite that, but I heard the voice and I was like, what the fuck? What? Because I was like, this was the first time that I had it on, so I a little bit of my current. Uh, method of doing this show is I listen to the whole episode and then I watch it <laughs> to like okay. make sure I see all the animation and stuff. But the first mm-hmm. time through I'm listening to it. So I'm like sitting here playing a game and I hear that voice and I like snap to the TV like what the fuck is happening right now? This can't be right. Yeah. <laughs> Crossover. I expected to see Robin and we see this nerd who I guess uh, is kind of similar. Kind of yeah, yeah. But wow, I hadn't heard that voice in forever. Uh, but I recognized it immediately. Um, like I said, I thought it was uh, the same guy who voices Zuko. In fact, I was so sure that I was like writing in my notes, like it's so jarring to hear Zuko's voice actor like voice <laughs> another character. And then I was like, maybe I should look this up just to be sure. And it's not the same guy. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Well, still, it's a it's so you still had some sort of vibe from the voice. We both reacted. There was something. Yeah. 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 Something about this guy, and he's a very minor player. Yeah, in this I don't think he events. shows up again. No, no, maybe briefly, but not. <laughs> there's of no consequences anything that no. this guy does. It is wild to see how many different like voice actors I'm I've been recognizing as oh, like yeah. minor characters in the last. They're two all episodes. here. Yeah, everybody uh, had a little run on Atla mm-hmm. back in the day, um, and even more so. In uh, Legend of Korra, if you were to watch that, you would go, I know exactly who that guy is. Oh, well, there we um, go. I look, I look forward to that moment. <laughs> Steven Root, Bill Dotrieve himself. Oh, shit. Is multiple characters in the very first episode of the uh, Legend of Korra. That's pretty so, good. I like him. Who doesn't? Who doesn't love everything about that guy? Milton. Is that his character's name in Office Space? Sure is. And then he's also... The guy in Dodgeball. Yep. He's <laughs> he's also in one of the Buster Scruggs things. Uh, the pan shot. The pan guy. shot guy, yeah. That's the best guy in that whole damn thing. <laughs> it is the best guy in the thing. Really good. That fucking, I love that movie so much. We don't have time for it, Brendan. Although a similar kind of vibe, you know, with this canyon that we're heading down into. Yeah. In Western. Yep. Uh, Katara sees this guy. She says... <laughs> Very matter-of-factly, you're a refugee. <laughs> yep. It's like, yeah, fuck, yeah, yeah, okay, fuck you too. And you're a bitch. Oh, oh, <laughs> you sorry. don't need to point that out to me, my goodness. <laughs> uh, a group of people approaches from the distance. Uh, the young man is insistent. That is not his tribe. He describes them as the Zhang tribe, a bunch of low-life thieves. Oh, my God. I don't trust them right off the bat. No. Why would you? No. They're low-life thieves, from what I've been told. Mm-hmm. Uh, they approach, and they're much dirtier, simple-looking folk. And he says that their tribes have been enemies for a 100 years. The Zhang tribe's leader approaches this young man, and she identifies him as being part of the Ganjin tribe. And he says that he's saving his tribe's spot in line, and she jokes that uh, the rest of his tribe is too busy tidying up their campsite to which the Ganjin man is like, uh, yeah, they are, but shut up. <laughs> They're too busy cleaning up after themselves like a bunch of fucking nerds. <laughs> Morons. I leave every piece of trash I have behind and go. 
Uh, a big argument is about to ensue, but there's a rumbling and then some large boulders are tossed aside and in steps Wilford Brimley, the canyon guy. <laughs> I fucking love this guy. <laughs> He's really good. He's like, all right, whippersnappers, who's coming on the trip? <laughs> this guy's great. I know. I feel so bad for what happens to him in a little <laughs> bit of time here. Although it leads to some good comedy. Uh, the Ganjin man says, I was here first. But the Canyon guide says, I can't guide people who aren't here. Which is very fair. Yeah. I mean, he could guide just this one guy, do like a solo tour. Yeah. Seems like a waste of time, though. Yeah. Are they paying this guy? I don't know. I don't think I was, I was just thinking, <laughs> is this guy getting a paycheck for carrying these people across the canyon? I think not. I don't think so. No. But he loves it. He I, does it for the love of the craft. I know. And he gets to tell his little canyon stories to everyone. He, he goes full tour guide. It's really good. Yeah. And, you know, maybe score some food off people because, you know, he gives a little spiel here in a second, but he knows that every time they go down there, somebody's taking a little something with oh, them. Oh, yeah. Yep. He's done this this trek enough times that he knows what's coming. Mm-hmm. Um, he's about to take the Zhang tribe with him, but luckily or perhaps unluckily for the rest of the events of this episode, uh, in strolls the Gan Jin tribe, and they're very prim and proper as we expected them to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's also fun because each tribe kind of has like its own theme song, like the Zhang tribe has a bombastic beat. And then the Ganjin have like a lighter tone with like a little singing choir keyboard noise going on. Yeah. They're different people, Brendan. Do you get it? I get it. They're Yeah, they're very different. I don't think you understand fully. <laughs> I'll try to explain it to you the further we go on here. All right. The Zhang leader tries to pressure the canyon guide into taking her tribe and says they have sick people with them. And he's like, come on, lady, don't make me do this right now. Mm-hmm. Like, settle this amongst yourselves, please. Um, the Ganjin man says they have elderly people with them. And the Zhang leader says, sick people get priority over old people. And the Ganjin's leader speaks up and says, uh, they're so sick because the Zhang are so dirty. To which the Zhang leader replies, if you weren't so clean, maybe you wouldn't live so long. Yeah, which is a bad, a bad rebuttal. <laughs> Got him. Yeah. Got his ass. Oh, shit. Yo, you and you people in your high life expectancies. <laughs> oh, must be nice. I can't wait to die. <laughs> Just rolls around in filth like a pig. Some of us aren't as selfish as you. I don't have anything left to do on this earth. I've settled all my affairs. I'm going to eat mud. <laughs> uh, Yeah, it's a weird argument, but I do like, I feel like the voice acting in this entire episode is great. Yeah. Top to bottom, Wilford Brimley, every member of these two tribes, mm-hmm. beautiful stuff all the way through. Well, ready to put your peacemaking well, skills to the like test? To be dirty. I don't know. Uh, a fight over chores is one thing. These people have been feuding for a hundred years. Everyone listen up. This is the Avatar. And if you give him a chance, I'm sure he can come up with a compromise that will make everyone happy. Uh, you could share the Earthbender and travel together? Absolutely not. We'd rather be taken by the Fire Nation than travel with those stinking thieves. We wouldn't travel with you pompous fools anyway. I am not pompous. Alright, here's the deal. You're all going down together and I'll be here will fly your sick and elderly across. Does that seem fair? Yeah, get him. Tell him. 
I don't have time for this because I have places to be too, but he makes an agreement. The two sides reluctantly agree to those terms, and I'm sure that everything is going to go just fine from here on out. Yeah, no, there will be no problems. It'll be a rather uneventful episode. No, and um, they'll uh, certainly not find some sort of common ground and will continue to feud by Mm -hmm. the end of uh, this week's episode. Uh, Perhaps they should have. I don't know. We'll talk about it. Uh, All the sick and elderly get loaded onto Appa's back and the rest will travel on foot. Uh, The canyon guide tells everyone no food allowed in the canyon because he says it attracts dangerous predators. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I I also do love this guy. (laughs) Uh, Both sides gripe about this and he calls them all babies and asks them, would you rather be hungry or dead? Good question. I don't feel like those two concepts are mutually exclusive. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. One can no, lead right. to the one other. One can lead to the other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. The other can't lead to the other, but one can. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Both tribes gorge uh, before entering the gorge, which is just a bit of fun wordplay for you there, Brendan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm doing my best out here. <laughs> You're killing him. Um, thank you. The Zhangs uh, ravenously tear at big turkey legs while the Ganjin gingerly peck at like little dumplings with chopsticks. Yeah. <laughs> they both look really good. They do both look good. They're probably all eating delicious foods. I'm not really sure which direction I would lead. I guess just, you know, whatever I was in the mood for in that moment. I could go either way. Yeah, I'd go for both. If they're offering, mm-hmm. I'm taking. Uh, Appa flies away, avoiding all of the controversy that will ensue here shortly. <laughs> Appa does the only smart thing. Gets yeah, the fuck Appa out of there. <clears throat> gets the fuck out of Dodge while everyone else nearly dies. So good on Appa. He's got mm-hmm. the right right mindset here. Uh, they all descend into the canyon and Aang is very intrigued by the earthbending guide. Uh, but he's got a job to do and details to the entire group how the canyon was formed by angry earthbending spirits. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting at home saying, well, actually, it's likely more formed from like rivers like, <laughs> over the course of millions of years. And if I started doing that, this old fucker would probably earthbend my ass straight <laughs> off the cliff. Actually, it's probably erosion. If anything, it's waterbending spirits. That's enough out of you. <laughs> Just sends me on my way. Um, I'm not made for this kind of tour, I think. <laughs> You're out of the tour. <laughs> just throws me to my death. Yeah, he launches you like they did the uh, the cabbage cart. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Straight down, plummeting into the cliff. I will be a snack for the canyon crawlers who are about to meet. Uh, they climb down a narrow passage, and when they reach the bottom, the guide hurls a boulder up that destroys the bridge that they had crossed. Uh, he doesn't want them to be followed, and he says, we're safe now. And of course, as he says that, He's immediately attacked by a giant hairy beetle alligator thing. Sure is. These things are creepy. They kind of remind me of uh, the arachnids, arachnoids, whatever the fuck they are from Starship Troopers. Uh, Yeah, there's something there. Yeah. I mean, this whole this whole bit with them in the valley even is very reminiscent of that one scene. You know, the one. Mm-hmm. Where the guy gets carried away by the, the arachnoid, arachnid. Sure, sure, sure. Yes, yes, yes. I haven't seen that in a very, very long time. 
Um, but it's you're bringing out thoughts in me, uh, mm-hmm. precious memories. It's a great film. I'll have to give it a repeat watch sometime in the near future, I think. Mm-hmm. Recommend it. Uh, this creature whips the canyon guide around like a rag doll and tosses him aside. And uh, Sokka and Katara fight against it. Katara actually s- executes a very successful water whip on the creature. She is definitely, you know, we talked about it a little bit yeah. last week. She's getting a lot better here. Yeah, she's been practicing, improving. For sure. The little bits of training that we see her do along the way are adding up to something, something that's pretty impressive considering she's entirely self-taught to this point. Yeah. Yeah. And she couldn't do any of it just a few episodes ago. And now she can, uh, you know, pull off a move or two. As long as she's got that little water jug with her. <laughs> as long as she's carrying water, which, you know, is always a guarantee. Mm hmm. Uh, Aang jumps into the fight and creates a big tornado, which hurls the creature away. So the attack is over, but the damage is done. They look at the earthbending guide and his, both of his arms are broken. Yeah. He's just like splayed out on the ground. (laughs) Just fucking done. This is it for me. Uh, he says more of those Canyon crawlers will be on the way. Uh, but they all realize that they are stuck in this Canyon without the help of this earthbending guide. Mm hmm. But also, like, I don't know, Aang can fly. Yeah. Yep. He's not stuck. He's not stuck. I mean, he could call, he could have called Appa at any point with that bison whistle that we know he has. <laughs> yep. Yep. <clears throat> Waiting for so that just, to come back. Just, like, have Appa drop off all the other people. Although, then it does it get into, like, a kind of situation with, like, the chicken and the bag of feed and the oh, fox the and the yeah. river. Yeah, like, will those Ganjin and Zhangs kill each other without the supervision of Appa? <laughs> they spend the whole episode trying to work that riddle out. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. 20, yeah, 22 minutes of, like, well, I can't do that because then this will happen. But <laughs> And then there's a frog and a scorpion, and they're like, you're not part of this. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> but we don't know what to do. I'll, I don't have time for that. I'm working on this <laughs> other thing. Um. The Zhangs and the Ganjins accuse each other of bringing food into the canyon, which we will soon learn they're both wild for this one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Aang tries to step in and looks to the canyon guide for advice, but he's gone, like, completely loopy. He's fucking, yeah, he's lost it. He's got some kind of, like, desert madness <laughs> starting to set in. I can't die down here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going out this way, damn it. <laughs> um... This is just more fuel to the fire for the two tribes until Aang cannot take it anymore and says, look, we're going to have to split up. There's a branching path in the canyon. And he says, one of you go this way. The other tribe go this way. And he tells Sokka to go with the Zhangs and Katara to go with the Ganjin and try to figure out why they hate each other so much. Mm -hmm. And again, as I've said many times throughout this episode, and it has proved to be true 100% of the time, this can only end very well. Yeah. What could go wrong? No controversy to be found. (laughs) I was kind of expecting this to turn into like a video gamey kind of thing where like, oh no, something's blocking the path on the left. We need the people on the right path to do something about it. Like a brother's tale of two sons kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah. Or there's like a, in Majora's Mask, there's that thing where you're playing as Keffy mm, and Link. Mm-hmm. Man, that 
could have been fun. Yeah, like a teamwork, like a team building exercise. Yeah. And then they do like trust falls off of a rope. <laughs> yeah. Although they're not ready for that kind of thing. Each tribe would let the other one fall if they mm-hmm. were going to start doing trust falls. Oh, yeah. And that's what it's all about is trust. Yeah. So you can't screw that up. Uh, later at night, everyone is making camp. Uh, John O'Brien, the episode writer this week, reveals why Sokka and Katara went with each of the respective tribes. Uh, because the Zhangs don't put up their tarps because it's the dry season. And the Ganjin do just in case because you never know. Yep. Bam. <laughs> Fucking got it. Well done, John O'Brien. We see what you did there. You're a genius for this one, and we salute your efforts. <laughs> is this why people don't like the episode? Yeah, yeah this is exactly why. <laughs> uh, Katara and Saka each feel vindicated by this, of course. Uh, Katara is sitting by the fire with a Ganjin when they reveal that they smuggled food in. Oh, no. Rude. Those bastards. I know. They doomed everyone. They should have to pay the Canyon Guide's medical bills. Yeah. Yep. That only seems fair. I think so. They knew They knew the rules. Although, I don't know. What hospital is he going to go to out here all the way in the middle of the desert? There might need not be any medical bills to be paid. <laughs> He's not going to make it out of this one. <laughs> no, no. This is, <laughs> this is the end of it. I do wonder what journeys he goes on in the future at the end of the episode. We'll get there. <laughs> Um, the Ganjin leader is like a uh, little girl. Uh, I promise you that the Zhangs also brought food into this canyon, uh, which I don't know. I mean, I don't know. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, Katara asks what this feud is all about, and we're about to learn. The patriarch of our tribe, Jin Wei, was an earthbender warrior who was assigned an important duty transporting our sacred orb from the Great Eastern Gate to the Great Western Gate. Taking the orb from the east to the west represents the sun's rising and setting. It was our tribe's ancient redemption ritual. And the whole landscape is portrayed in a much more like pretty kind of like painterly elevated art style than what we usually get on this show. Yeah. It's all very smooth and clean looking. Yeah. It's a, it's a pretty representation of the story that he's telling to Katara right now. Um, and yeah, it describes it as their redemption ritual. As Jinwei was approaching the gate, he was attacked by a dastardly Zhang named Wei Jin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get it. See what they did? You see what they, you see how they kind of took one thing and then yeah. spun it around it's into like, something completely unrecognizable? It's like the other one, but backwards. Oh, now I understand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like a mirror. Mm, okay. Um, now I, the kind of, the whole episode just got put into perspective <laughs> for me. Again, uh, excellent writing. <laughs> nice job, John O'Brien. <laughs> Uh, Wei Jin stole this orb, and as such, the Zhangs can never be trusted. Mm-hmm. And there is always only one side to every story, so we barely need to continue. Yeah, we don't need to hear the other side of this one. Turns out there's three sides to the story, or maybe there's not. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there. <laughs> Katara angrily glares over at the other tribe's camp. 
And Brendan, while I wrote the word angrily in my notes, I wrote it with two A's. Ah, I see what you did. I didn't do it on purpose. I think I might be writing too many notes for Avatar (laughs) The Last Airbender. (laughs) That was a mistake. Maybe, Maybe Google Docs did it for you. Did you mean this? I'm like, well, I maybe <laughs> I didn't, but I kind of like it. I'm not mad about it. <laughs> I'm angry about it, but with two oh, A's. Yep, yep. Uh, it fades to Sokka sitting with the Zhang tribe, and the leader offers Sokka some meat. So yeah, sure enough, they also snuck some meat into those motherfuckers. I know everyone disobeyed the canyon guide. How mm-hmm. could you? Yep. Their explanation for why they did it, though, is fucking wild. <laughs> I wrote it down exactly verbatim for you here. Thank God. And Sokka, like, doesn't even acknowledge this whole conversation as he's just ravenously he tearing does not give like, a this shit. big yeah. leg of meat. He's like, whatever, man. Yeah, I, I was tasked with finding out kind of what your whole deal with this thing is, but, like, I'm so hungry. <laughs> yeah, the explanation is very funny, Brendan. She says... The Ganjins think so badly of us, they probably assumed we brought food in and decided to bring food in themselves. That's why we brought food in. <laughs> to prove what? them right. Is, so, John O'Brien, is this good writing or is this bad writing? <laughs> I can't tell. They thought we would be pieces of shit, so we thought, sure. We can do that. They think we're pieces of shit. (laughs) So they decided to be pieces of shit. That's why we decided to be pieces of shit. Well, hold hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Back up, please. (laughs) You might want to you might want to double check the math on that one. (laughs) I know. I love this. (laughs) I love that explanation so much because it's so bad and also very good. (laughs) Uh, let's hear the other side of the story, Brendan. She says that Wei Jin was near the Zhang tribe's gate when he saw Jin Wei fall into the ground in the middle of his redemption ritual. Mm-hmm. I love the art style for this story uh, much more than I liked it for the first story. This reminds me of uh, a, a bit in uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. There's like a whole segment in, I want to say, the third season uh second series third season whatever doesn't matter there's a character who like reads comic books or something and we see the comics animated and they're always done in like this style where everything's kind of like ugly Mm -hmm. like really thick outlines and everyone's like contorted in weird ways and like even in this when they're like oh he he asked him for help he's like holding his face and like wiggling his eyebrows around (laughs) like crazy it's really good it is really good. I know. I, I, Of course, in every way, they want to portray these two tribes as being the complete opposites oh, yeah. of each other. And even in the art style of this one, yeah, just like you said, like brutal, like hyper-exaggerated features yeah. and reactions, whereas the other one, everyone is like perfectly elegant. Mm-hmm. This one has time. like thick black shadows and the camera does all kinds of jerky, like pans in and out and... Uh. It's really good. This is probably my favorite bit of animation in the show so far. Noble Wei Jin stopped to help him. Jin Wei was transporting a sacred orb, a very powerful relic used in his tribe's redemption ritual. Wei Jin tried to tend to the man's wounds, but Jin Wei insisted the orb was more important and asked him to take it back to his tribe. Kind Wei Jin promised to send help for the man as soon as he could. But as Wei Jin crossed the border to return the orb into Ganjin territory, he was arrested. 
Instead of thanking him for his kind and selfless deed, they sentenced him to 20 long years in prison. We Zhangs will never forget that injustice. That's just terrible. You're gonna finish that? So there's the controversy as everyone knows it, Brendan. Both yep. We've got both sides of it now. Yep, and I don't know what's true, <clears throat> but I gotta say, if he did steal the orb, why would he bring it back to them and then let them know he has it? So I gotta say, I'm kind of more leaning towards their side of the, the Zhang story. tribe, where you know why? Why would he do such a thing? Yeah, it it doesn't it doesn't make sense that he would do that if he wasn't trying to help. Um, I would agree with that. And then, yeah, it just leads us to wonder what happened to Jin Wei where he fell down because you know they said he was attacked. Yeah, perhaps he was not really happened. That did, didn't really happen. Did he ever come back? And if he came back, why would they keep him locked up for twenty years? Uh, because he came back and he was, uh, realizing that like the two tribes were enemies now and he kind of didn't want to like step on that. He didn't want to get in the middle of it. Yeah. He just kind of went with the flow with yeah. everyone on that one. It's like, oh yeah, fuck, fuck that guy. He really did me dirty on that one. Yeah. The way he returned the orb. And then in 20 years, you saw him later. He's like, bro, what the fuck? You didn't have my back. We have the same name, basically. We're you supposed know, man, to be friends. It's like politics. I, I couldn't get involved. <laughs> My girl got like really into like this Facebook group that was anti Jangs, <laughs> and like I couldn't. I don't know. I, just, I can't really let go of that relationship. Look, can I buy you a beer? I'll buy you a beer. And then they made friends. They secretly made friends. <laughs> they were like, they were almost like the Romeo and Juliet of this mm -hmm. story, but uh, nobody ever knew until they both died of old age uh, being good friends along the way. <laughs> hey, I mean, everything that you and me just said, Brendan, is entirely possible yep, yep. because even the explanation that we're given is not true. Yep. <laughs> so, uh, we'll never have all the answers we need. Um, Aang is watching over both tribes from the rocky column splitting the cavern in two. And uh, he's talking to Momo about how hungry they both are. And Momo eats a bug, but offers it to Aang first. And Aang's like, uh, I'm good. <laughs> no, you. that one's all you, buddy. <clears throat> I'm actually stuffed. Uh, I lied <laughs> earlier. I don't need any of that. Aang is also a vegetarian, so that's got to include bugs. Yep, yep. So it's only fair. Although, I mean, if you're eating any food, it's got bug parts in it, you know? Yeah, let's, yeah. Are we especially, doing especially vegetables? Yeah, I I worked at a place and we got some cabbages and there were so many slugs in those cabbages. Oh man, this makes me feel very sick, and it's They're, my fault that we are in this conversation. We th if it makes you feel better, we threw them all away. Thank you for doing the right thing. <laughs> but there were a lot of fucking slugs in that cabbage. Yikes! And there's not really, I mean. You can't blame anyone for that. That's no, just nature. No. no, I mean, like maybe they could have checked them better before they boxed them, but like we didn't and notice until we started yeah. peeling layers off, and we we're like, "Fuck!" They lit all these goddamn slugs. There's another slug. Who's gonna eat this slug? There were so many, like an mm. unbelievable amount. But here's the question, Brendan: How do the slugs taste? I don't know. They're in the yeah, trash now. Yes, yes, you do. Still to this day. <laughs> no, they blossomed into like beautiful. Butterflies. Is that what slugs do? I think that's what happens. Yeah, they turn into birds. <laughs> yeah, they turn into like condors. And <laughs> soar away high into the sky. Um, Speaking of Sora, 
the uh, Canyon guide <laughs> walks in and his arms are in splints. He looks very silly. Mm-hmm. Um, and Aang says how hard it is that he has to help these two tribes get along, but also has to find a way to get them out of this canyon, to which the guide says very wisely, I'm not sure the problems are unrelated. And then yeah. immediately falls the fuck asleep. Yep. He just likes coming in and dropping cryptic shit. Hey, check this shit out, young boy. Anyway, <laughs> talk to you in the morning. See ya. <laughs> uh, the next morning, the split path ends and everyone merges back together. Aang says to Sokka and Katara, hey, how'd it go? But they're both like fully indoctrinated into each tribe's nonsense. Yep. They're That's very all. easily convinced. Didn't really take much. They just took them at face value. Uh, Ang's like, who the fuck are Wei Jin and Jin Wei? I don't have any idea what you're talking about. I want to get out of this canyon already. <laughs> I'm so over this. This has been the worst day, 24 hours of my life. Uh, the two tribes reach the base of the final wall out of the canyon and get in a big fight over literally nothing. Mm-hmm. It was so unimportant, I don't even remember, and I didn't write it in my notes. <laughs> I, I don't remember either. Some stupid shit. Uh, Sokka and Katara join in the fight from their respective sides, and Aang yells at them once again and says, Harsh words won't solve problems. Action will. Bad choice of words. Yep. Aang. They take this in and they say, hey, you know what? The Avatar is right, to which Aang beams and he's once again satisfied by how good of an Avatar he <laughs> A is. A job well done. <laughs> Just wipes his hands clean. All right, let's get out of this canyon and everyone will be on their way. <laughs> I'm going on break. <laughs> <laughs> I need a vacation for this. Uh, the leader of the Zhang says, yeah, that's right. Harsh words won't solve problems. And the leader of the Ganjin says, action will. And immediately they both draw their weapons and stand ready to fight. <laughs> Which honestly, I mean, you kind of wanted them to do this the whole time, right? Yeah, just fucking get it over with. Yeah, let's let's settle this damn thing. And then kiss. <sighs> they didn't kiss. They should have kissed. They should have kissed. Um, Although, you know, if the patriarchs of their tribes were brothers... There might be some sort of long, like, relationship thing right, where but the they two don't, of them could be. They don't know that at this point, and that might also not be true. <laughs> we don't, the, the, Brendan, the way this episode ends, nothing is true. None Everything is true and nothing is permitted. I've no, played yeah. Assassin's Creed before. <laughs> it's been a while since we've done it that. It has been. Uh, the Ganjin has a ornate longsword and the Zhang has like a big gnarly scimitar. They're both pretty cool. Yeah. I like watching these two different styles go up against each other. Uh, they're going to fight to the death. And Aang is like, hey, you know what? Never mind, you guys. Maybe you should just start yelling at each other again. It was cool when we were just yelling, right? <laughs> I liked it before death was in the cards. Remember when you said mean things to each other? Like, let's give that one more shot. Oh, shit, guys. You know what? Actually, I, I got that saying backwards. It's it's harsh words will solve the problem. <laughs> will solve. Actions can't possibly. Actions cannot solve the problem. <laughs> my, I, I, I was sorry. It's early. I'm, I'm a bit hungry. I, I haven't had my coffee yet. <laughs> no, Momo offered me a bug, but I turned it down. <clears throat> I really shouldn't have done that. <laughs> the canyon guide kept me up all night with his loud snoring and sleep terrors, his night terrors that he kept having. 
<laughs> wakes up, canyon crawlers. Oh. <laughs> Off to bed. Diabetes. <laughs> uh, it's too late for that, though. Aang cannot stop what he's started. And uh, they start swinging at each other. And there's a pause in the action. They back away from each other and... Half of the Ganjin man's beard falls off and the Zhang woman starts to laugh at him, but then one of her pigtails falls off. Yep. Good classic bit. Good, yep, good stuff. Love to see it. Uh, They run back at each other, but Aang leaps between them and lets out a mighty gust of wind that knocks them away. And he is now like the most angry that we have ever seen him be. Yeah, with two A's. With two A's. Aang is angry. (laughs) And uh, things get even worse, though, when he realizes that this attack that he's just let out uh, knocked loose their giant stockpiles of food. Yep. And he's like, are you fucking kidding me? All of you. He didn't notice that they were all eating when he was watching them. I know he was very closely overlooking them from the canyon and talking about how hungry he was. Yeah, I I already had at this point assumed that he did see them eating. Well, but he didn't spill the beans to the Mm -hmm. canyon guide. You know, he didn't want to betray that trust with everyone. I understand. Um, It just wouldn't have solved anything for him to bring it up. No, no. At that point, you know, they're already too deep in. The damage is done, yeah. The damage is done to the canyon guide. Like, just let everyone rest. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he is pissed about that. He scolds them like children and literally says to them, you're all awful. Yeah, fucking get him. I know. Slay queen. I'm, this is like, a, <laughs> it feels like a responsibility of the avatar too. Like, yeah, the avatar does have to be like the negotiator, yeah, the mediator between two mm-hmm. warring people, but also at times has to, like, put people in their place if they're acting like shitheads. <laughs> yeah, like, he has to be hey, the disapproving parent. You all suck. I'm the avatar, <laughs> and I can realize right now that you are all, like, fucking up. <laughs> um, So good on him. But Aang, of course, is not invincible. His eyes go wide. And his pupils grow to half the size of his entire head. Mm-hmm. Good anime face, Brendan. Yep, yep. Spots a dessert on the Zhang side, and he grabs at his growling stomach as uh, like a choir starts singing out in the background. <laughs> and he desperately asks, is that egg custard in that tart? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Loves egg custard. Can he eat eggs? Uh, vegetarian. He's vegetarian, right? So not vegan. No, you can have eggs if you're you simply vegetarian. You can you can eat the animals before they're they're born. Yeah, but it, that's oh, never, a, never, that's never okay. <laughs> you do it, can do it. <laughs> no, no, it's okay. There are much deeper conversations that I almost just got us into. You can draw the lines, can't you? <laughs> oh, I know exactly where you were going. <laughs> uh, let's not, though, huh? <laughs> You've successfully avoided my trap. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Narrowly dodged another one. Oof, let me wipe the sweat off my forehead. Uh, as Aang is having this, uh, like, sugar attack or whatever, he... Uh, 
doesn't notice as canyon crawlers start descending down the walls and everyone panics, including the canyon guide. He says, they had a taste and now they're coming back for me. <laughs> this fucking guy. <laughs> he is completely lost. He's, I just love how quickly he just fucking lost it. Descends into madness. Yeah. yeah, like I imagine he's been this this guide for a long time, but like the one time something goes wrong and he's like, oh, we're all fucking doomed. This isn't the script. It's not supposed to go this way. <laughs> I know. He had like such a grip on everything at the top of the episode and was like a voice of authority. And now, yeah, can't even like get a single straight like thought in his own head. It's very good really good i love this guy a lot um katara and sokka take a moment in the chaos to apologize to one another over the fighting that they're done so you know at least they're bigger than this whole stupid argument that is Mm -hmm. not theirs to have in the first place yeah so they can recognize that sokka also can recognize he says i i only took their side because they fed me yep which is you know Good, good on him for recognizing it. I think if he had been, yeah, with the other tribe, he would very much have been on their side yep. as well. If they just give him a little something to eat. Yeah. He's very easily uh, persuaded. Simple man to sway, really. There's only <laughs> one thing. The man thinks through his stomach and nothing else. Yep. So um, the canyon crawlers rush in and everyone tries to fight them off, but they are super resilient creatures and they just keep on coming. There's like dozens of the damn things. Mm-hmm. And Aang takes a breath to sort of think about what to do and sees some of those creatures with their noses buried in the bags of food that people brought down with them. So he says to everyone, hey, check this shit out and lures one of the canyon crawlers to him and slips the bag over its nose, kind of like a muzzle. Yep. And then working together... The Ganjin and Zhangs do the same thing to a bunch of these canyon crawlers, and Aang ties a bindle of food to his staff and uh, uses it as a literal carrot on a stick to get the canyon crawlers to crawl up, out, off the wall, up to the top of the canyon. Up they go, all to safety on the other side. Yeah. So a good little clever escape plan on the fly from Aang there. Yeah, he figured it out. Very well done. Uh, They reach the top and Aang hurls the food back over into the canyon, seemingly sending these canyon crawlers all to their doom because they still have these bags tied over their mouths. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Who cares about them, though? (laughs) I mean, I I guess so. I guess we're just kind of saying, fuck these big bugs. Like, (laughs) oh, this is their ecosystem that you walked in on, my man, and now you've doomed them all to starve because they can't get these bags off their faces. Yep, yep. Well, fuck them. <laughs> fuck them, I guess. Yeah, I guess we're just <laughs> leaning into the fuck them aspect of this. <laughs> There's nothing more I can say but fuck them. They would have done the same to you. This is true. They would have done worse. They wouldn't. Well, I, it feels like Aang is torturing them. They wouldn't have really tortured him. They just would have ate him whole. That's true. Yep. So that, that's they're not. Got to be some kind of mercy. Uh, yeah, they're benevolent creatures. <laughs> For sure. Uh, now, safely on the other side of the canyon, the leaders of the two tribes actually complement each other and are surprised on how well they were all able to work together. Mm-hmm. 
Aang breathes a sigh of relief at this, but it does not last long as they're like, oh, well, too bad we still hate each other, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's the point of this? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Seems useless. They draw their weapons to resume the fight, and uh, they both bring up the feud between Jinwei and Wei Jin, and Aang takes a second. He goes, wait a minute. Jinwei? Wei Jin? I knew those guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, now that I think about it, I remember them. This is so familiar to me. It's like ringing a bell for me super hard right <laughs> yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on. Let me think about it. He says, oh, you know what? I was there on that day 100 years ago, which he has no idea what they're even talking about. No, no. He's he's very lucky that it was 100 years ago. Yeah, I mean, they they set it up earlier in their conversations and Aang, it's a fortunate thing for him. Yeah. You know, that he was stuck in that, that beautiful iceberg for a beautiful round number of years. <laughs> yep. Um, yep. I was there, he says, and now it's time for me to set the record straight. Brendan, here's the record that we're setting straight. Yep. A true story. This all happened. There seems to be a lot of confusion about what happened. First of all, Jin Wei and Wei Jin weren't enemies. They were brothers, twins in fact. And they were eight. And most importantly, they were just playing a game. The sacred orb from the legend? That was the ball. And the eastern and western gates were the goalposts. Which, actually, to be fair, in both animations we saw earlier, the gates they talk about did have hoops on them. As if this they were true. some kind of like scoring zone. This is true. That may have just been a byproduct of like they knew that this was how the episode was going to end. It's mm -hmm. so, like they wanted to draw them in that style right. in the other stories that they told. I think it lends a little bit of credibility to the story, but only because you can apply this this telling of it to what we've already seen. Which like you're like you're saying is could just be an animation thing, but even if it is, I think it it does color the like the truth of the story by adding those details in it at least like yeah i mean maybe makes it more believable but like none of these people knew what that whole situation looked like although wouldn't you think if they're from whatever like homeland they're from they've seen like these eastern and western gates before i would think so <clears throat> but mm, they're, they're all kind of stupid yeah, nobody really thinks. They just kind of act on impulse yeah. repeatedly throughout this entire episode. They're all really dumb people. They're all really stupid, and uh, Aang can't deal with their stupidity, but he's found a way around it in this mm -hmm. little conversation here. Um, But yeah, this whole scene that Aang is describing is also fun because now it's presented in like the third different art style that's been presented in here, which is like a very childish, like cartoony, like chibi little versions of Jin Wei and Wei Jin running yeah. around on this little playing field. It's very cute. I like it. There's a uh, panda. It's really good. There's a panda referee. <laughs> He's really good. Just my dream. Um, Ang says that Jin Wei dropped the ball while they were playing and Wei Jin picked it up, but he stepped out of bounds and in, he didn't spend 20 years in prison, but spent two minutes in the penalty box. Mm -hmm. Which, if it's if it's only a two-person game, 
Why is there a yeah. penalty box? Two minutes, and then uh, Jin Wei can just freaking run roughshod over the whole field yeah, and continuously just, score. He just scores as many times as he can in two minutes. It's like if you ever played a game of pickle where like two people throw the ball back and forth and everyone runs from one side to the other side, back and forth across forever. Mm -hmm. If somebody throws the ball away and it like goes into the woods, people can just run back and forth across like the two sides of whatever spot you're playing at forever and ever and ever. Yeah. But there's not really a scoring system to that. I'm the the longer I kind of talk about playing pickle, I'm not really sure you know what I'm talking about. No, I'm I'm stuck on pickleball, which is different. different. Yeah, different. I, I could tell by the, your description of the game that they were not the same game. No, they're very different games. No, I imagine though, pickle is one team throws the ball, and until the other team picks it up, you can run back and forth as many times as you can. Pickle is like a thing where. Uh, you would play the place that I played it most frequently was in the bullpen at my little league baseball field when I was like 11 years old mm -hmm. and two people throw the ball back and forth to each other um, on either side of the bullpen and everyone else stands on like the bases on either side of the bullpen. Mm -hmm. And the goal of everyone else is to run from one base to the other and they're like safe areas. So if you're on the base, you're safe. Mm hmm. Uh, but if you're not on the base, the other person, the two people who are throwing the ball back and forth can peg you with the ball. And then like you're it, like you have to be one of the guys, I think, throwing the ball now. Oh, okay. And the scoring system, there wasn't really one. It was just kind of like play. And you're playing this with a baseball? Uh, sometimes, yes. Mostly playing with a tennis ball, but there were definitely times where you would play with an actual baseball. Okay. I could see playing it with a tennis ball or like a dodgeball, but playing it with a baseball seems fucking brutal. It was a pretty bad idea. Some kids <laughs> could throw really hard back then. Yeah. And, uh, it would leave marks. That's mm -hmm. for sure. I imagine. <laughs> Gotta recap at gmail.com. If anybody has any fucking clue what I'm talking about in the game of pickle <laughs> that I've just described, it was a very real thing that I played many, many times with my friends at that age. But I believe you. Yeah. The more I talk about it, it seems as credible as Aang's story that he's telling right yeah. now. <laughs> don't don't email us about pickleball though. We don't want to fucking hear different. it. Different. Different thing. Not interested. Don't care. No. I'm fully moved on from that. <laughs> uh they question Aang, well, how was this a redemption ritual? And Aang says that the name of the game was Redemption. So anytime someone would score, everyone would yell, Redemption! Yeah. I love when someone scores a touchdown and everyone yells, Football! Yeah! <laughs> Actually, I, 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 so you, it's, it's well established that I'm not a sports fan, but we, one time we were playing, uh, some football game, maybe Madden, on the Wii, and we did just scream football anytime something like exciting happened in the game, and it was probably the most fun I've ever had <laughs> with any form of sport thing. I kind of like that. Yeah, just go football like anytime anything happened. Like John it did Madden. Yeah. <laughs> hey you. <laughs> oh, Brendan, I knew you would know exactly what that is. Snocky, snocky, they say. Um, I get frustrated when people are like, oh, sports ball, huh? You love the sports ball? I'm like, shut up. Like, I'll, let people like what they like. I'll do the sports ball joke, but usually only on myself. Right. 
if you're yeah not knowledgeable on the I subject. I will say I don't know much about the sports ball. <laughs> yeah, but when people call you out for being like, oh, big sporto, huh? You love the sports ball. I'm like, yeah, I do. What do you fucking like? Yeah, fuck it's off. Yeah. Marvel movies. <laughs> Let people like what they like. Yeah, damn. come on. We're just all sharing this globe together. <laughs> you know, let's get along. There's a lot of things to be into. Mm-hmm. So, and they're all okay. It, just except, let it go. Except NFTs. And Kingdom Hearts. No, Kingdom Hearts is great. Uh, Aang says, yes, they were the odd couple character caricature that this episode has made them out to be. Uh, but the, at the end of the day, they always got along with each other. And the two tribe leaders who are presumably now embarrassed to learn that their entire lives have been a lie about a game for children. Yep. They uh, decide, you know what, maybe we should get along. Yeah. Sometimes that's all it takes is to lie. Well, we don't know that yet, Brendan. He oh, might have been telling true. the truth. It's true. We don't know it's a lie yet. He hasn't <laughs> outed himself. We don't know the reality of the situation at all. He might have described something that actually happened. Just a lucky guess. Uh, yeah, the uh, controversy is over. Everyone's getting along. Aang and Appa are reunited. Appa gives Aang a big sloppy kiss with his gigantic bison tongue, which is very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Ganjin leader thanks Aang, but recoils at the sight of all of the bison slobber all over Aang. Also very good. Which is fair. Yeah, I would do the same, and I'm not a prim and proper gentleman like the Ganjin <laughs> tribe. Yep. But it is quite the sight nonetheless. Um, the Zhang leader says to the Ganjin leader, let us travel to the Earth Kingdom capital as one tribe. Oh, man. So they got to, like, combine the names of their two tribes. The Ganjin Zhang? Like a couple name. Like, what are what's the ship name for... The, the what Gon, we're doing here. The Gonzang tribe? The Jean, 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 I don't know. There's, it's, I'm not going to land on it. No. No. I, <laughs> I don't think it's worth it. <laughs> I don't think it's worth it either. <laughs> I'm uh, utterly uh, defeated on that one. <laughs> I feel I know. <laughs> that really felt like one of the biggest failures we've ever had on this podcast. <laughs> Moving along quickly. There's nothing that comes to mind, and I don't think it's even, I don't think what we even just did was good for the podcast, and neither is is us continuing to talk about how bad it was. Uh, Stay tuned for our our top 10 worst gotta recap jokes. (laughs) Number one with a bullet. Uh, Arm in arm, they all travel together, towing the canyon guide behind him who says he needs a career change and yes i i really do want to see what that is yeah i hope this guy comes back i hope he comes back a lot and every time he's doing something different he's got yeah like a new thing that goes (laughs) awry somehow i'm really into rc cars now oh no i got one in my eye i'm going (laughs) crazy uh he'll find something uh sokka says wow it's so crazy that you knew those guys huh and Aang's like, yeah, you know what's really fucking crazy about it? I made it up. <laughs> Got you good, you fucker. <laughs> you, you idiot. I didn't know those two. What are you, crazy? <laughs> 
I wasn't alive a hundred years ago. Well, yeah, you were. Ang- oh shit, I forgot about <laughs> oh, that. Oh fuck. <laughs> Damn it. And then I he has an existential my... crisis. Whoa, whoa, whoa. How old am I truly? Not again. <laughs> what, is that? what does this mean? Uh, yeah. No, he didn't know those fuckers at all. And Sokka <laughs> stares slack-jawed at Aang. And Katara says, delightfully devilish avatar. <laughs> I wish she did. Uh, she doesn't, but I did, and that is the end of the episode. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. Yes, Brendan, The Great Divide was the name of this episode. It sure was. Seems like perhaps there's a great divide in the public perception of this episode, and perhaps how you and me felt about it. Uh, I don't think this episode is great. I Yeah, I thought it was fine. But I, I do I, think it's fun, yeah. Yeah, I don't think, I, I truly don't think I would call it the worst episode, but obviously I haven't sat down and, and tried to work that out. Sure. I'm not really in a place at the moment where I, I want to be that negative about the show. Let's not. Yeah, um, I thought it was fine. I, I thought the, the stories they told were kind of fun. That animation, like we talked about, I thought was the best thing the show has done so far. Uh, it looked in, really good. In terms of animation. Um, I I did like Aang's uh, story, even if it wasn't true. I liked that explanation, like, at the end of, like, oh, wait, yeah, I don't know, they were just playing a game, you're we all fucking dumb. <laughs> like, I was like, oh, yeah, okay, cool. That works. They are dumb, yeah, that's good, right, they good are Good enough dumb. for me, yeah, they're all a bunch of fucking idiots. Stupid enough to believe Aang's bullshit story. <laughs> the story of a child. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know I, I thought it was fine yeah I, I didn't think it was amazing but I don't have any problems with it really I think maybe the problem that we're running into now Brendan is we had uh, the winter solstice double parter which led to like big huge goalposts that we now have to move towards on this show yes and we kind and of I've- haven't done that we're like kind of sliding a little bit backwards here. We're like not going. It's like we took 10 steps forward and then 11 steps back. Yeah. And the preceding three weeks since then. Yeah. This is almost like the culmination of that is like, okay, well, like we're ha- we're having some fun here, but like, can we please get to the fireworks factory? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, I can kind of see that. And if that's the problem people have with it, then like, I think that's fine. Um, I don't, I don't know if that's the problem people have with it. I don't either. I think people Um, just genuinely don't like the episode. Yeah, that's weird. I don't, I don't, I don't think it was any worse than any of the other filler episodes we've seen so far. It's serviceable. It gets the job done. Yeah. Uh, maybe like I, I will give it that it does nothing to forward the plot. Like even, even a lot of the filler we've talked about so far has had at least like a little something in there. This one does absolutely nothing for the show. You could let's try to give this. it. Let's try to give it some credit in that arena. Like Aang steps like, up, take, taking yeah, like another responsibility of the Avatar role in yeah. like a new direction. But even that is such a weak explanation. Like maybe that's it. But that only ha- that's facilitated by uh, Katara and Sokka backsliding into like them fighting again. I know, which I don't like. They've those two 
for Aang having been like even last week, like not a factor at all. Yeah. Like those two have taken tremendous strides in like their contributions, even not only to like the effort of the gang, but like to the entire events of the show. And yeah, this week they both just look like morons. Yeah, it, it's I don't know. Like we we can give him that that he does step up. That is probably what the forwarding of the plot is in the episode. I know, but I don't really want to give him that. Yeah, uh, but it's it, it only happened because everyone else in the episode was such an idiot. Like everyone else, he didn't have to try that hard to look like a rock star in front <laughs> yeah. of all these clowns. But I don't know. I, I thought it was fine. I don't have yeah. like I don't have much praise for it apart from that art. Yeah, no, I know. It's it's a fine episode. It's just maybe I don't know. Maybe that is the thing is like people looking at the run of Avatar, like going through all the episodes and getting to this point where it's like, okay, let's do the water bending scroll. Like, oh well, that was kind of silly and like ah katara really stepped in at that time huh yeah and then okay let's do jet like oh look at these colorful teens living in the woods but oh secretly he's a bad guy that was kind of a fun plot twist kind of moment thing but i really hope that at some point we can get back to the main story and then it's like okay here's the great divide and you're like well we're we've strayed so far yeah we are we are treading water at this point 100 percent. which is funny because they're like Trying to learn water bending, so that some people might literally be able to, you know, tread water mm-hmm, mm-hmm. with their magical powers. Yep, yep, yep. So, but it's a crazy world if you think about it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. Fine episode. I don't have any complaints. Um, that that's it. <laughs> I'm I'm just I'm frustrated that I I'm not frustrated by your like lack of having a thought else to say on this Brendan but I am frustrated that this is now several weeks in a row where like we're running out of thoughts on these episodes where it's just like okay yeah that that happened no that I I I feel that too like I feel bad that I don't have more to say no it's it's totally reasonable like there's what else is there to add out of like other than when we talked about like the moments in this episode where like there's nothing we can say like oh this really this was a huge thing that like, I wonder if it will have repercussions. It's like, we're done. We're done. We're done yeah, talking there, about it. There is. I don't, I don't foresee anything that happened in this episode being, uh, of any weight going forward. And we've I, had too much of that in recent weeks. I don't imagine. Yeah. I don't imagine any of it will ever come up again. Uh, well, I know, you know, like we talked about the Canyon guide, um, he's now a known quantity on this show. Yep. Yep. So he could be, you know, like I said, I can't wait for you to get to bossing say and see who's really pulling all the strings. Yeah. Uh, kind of behind closed doors there. It might surprise you. Are we there soon? I don't know. I don't even know when to expect that. I don't want to say anything about it. Well, damn. Um, yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. I don't know. Like I could see I could see them doing a thing kind of like Samurai Jack did where at the end of the show, they just bring back all these fucking nobody characters and like they show up to like help the avatar because he helped them at some point. Oh, uh, uh, I remember you. Yeah. Like fucking you do? all the characters in Dragon Ball Z praying to Mr. Satan at the end. Like it could it could be something like that, but like, it doesn't matter who those people are. 
Like, I don't think I don't think I'll see them in that episode and go, oh, yeah, those are the guys from the Great Divide. Right. Fucking rad. I'll be like, oh, that's them. Those fucking idiots. Yeah. This (laughs) episode. Try not to fuck it up again. (laughs) This episode maybe. Yeah. Didn't earn that kind of thing that could pay off at a later time. Yeah. Yeah. This didn't really do anything for that. That that is entirely accurate. Mm -hmm. But Um, it is what (laughs) it is. I feel like now I'm also trying to stretch for time, uh, which is unnecessary. Which we do not we have should... to do. <laughs> no, no. Let's just cut it off there. Okay. I could gush about that animation for uh, a while, though. I, I thought that was really fucking good. Well, you know, what, what else? You got anything no, else to say about it? You've got time. No exaggeration like from that. No, again, that's pretty much pretty much it i would just keep going and like oh i really fucking love the the i'm sorry fluidity I'm, of the I animation have done this to you i should not have done this to you their wiggly eyebrows with the <laughs> whoosh sound effect every time they move their eyebrows they're like wiggling up and down it's going whoosh 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 i fucking yeah. loved that it was really good they were very silly cartoony things for like the more mm-hmm. silly cartoony tribe that's i cool. have uh i have a jojo's bizarre adventure tarot card deck that's all done in that you style. Would. You I do. fucking yeah. would, you dork. Yeah, I do. Uh, and it's all in that style. It's really good. Actually sounds kind of cool. I'm kind of into that. Yeah. Uh, the Great Divide, episode 11, is what that was. We had a decent amount of fun with it. Yeah, I had a good time. I had a good time talking about it. I had a good time talking about it, which is not something I can say about like every episode that we've ever watched for things on this yeah. podcast. <laughs> Sometimes yeah. I'm like, I'm thankful to be done. We're just trying to get through it. Sometimes I feel bad at the end of a recording. Like, oh, I was so fucking, I had nothing to say. It was so low energy. And that's not the case for this episode. So we have to at least appreciate it for that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so the Great Divide is what that was. Uh, it was no, an all right divide. It was, you know, like, <laughs> I've seen divides. I've seen a lot of divides. <laughs> And this was like smack dab in the middle. Right in the middle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In Inoff- the inoffensive divide. <laughs> it's just the acceptable divide. <laughs> uh no emails for us this week. If you did want to email us, gotta recap at gmail.com is the address. You can let us know your thoughts on Avatar the Last Airbender. You can let us know your thoughts on any other thing we've watched in the past, like Samurai Jack or Invader Zim. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, anything that we might have talked about. Um, you can let us know your thoughts on the game of pickle. I'm pretty sure that's something that I requested from people. I want to yep. know if anybody knows what that is other than me. We want to know how cow stomachs work. Cow stomachs, we need the facts on that. Mm-hmm. We could Google it, but we have established on this show time and time again, we're not going to do that. I don't have time. I don't have time. No. It's just can't, it's, it can't be done. You have to, you'll have to tell us or we will never know. And so there are two schools of thought on that. Is, is Brendan's approach the correct way that cow stomachs work or is mine the correct way like that cow shot, stomachs Like a work? shotgun stomach. They swallow it and the, whatever they swallowed gets like. Broken up and blasted into five different or four different stomachs. It's like uh, the Simpsons gag where there's the three funnels of Duff beer that all come from the same source. Yep. Yep. Except this way it's cow food and cow stomachs. Is that is that kind of work in your mind? Yeah, good enough. 
Uh, not good enough for me, and I'm ashamed to have said it. Um, yeah, let us know. Got to recap at gmail.com. Any of those great, great things that we're looking for. Uh, at Got to Recap on social media, you can also join us in the conversation there. Yep. Uh, head to Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Drop us five star reviews of the show. That helps us tremendously. So thank you in advance for doing that. Thank you. It's been a while since I've done this part of the show, Brendan. You, you've been kind of handling the reins as far as this is concerned. Yeah, well, so. when we have an email, I'm already talking. <laughs> so I might as well just let you go on. <laughs> so just go, let me, give me the reins, let me ride. Don't let me go on any further, though. Let me try to find a way, a, a way out of this episode here. Uh, so anyway, this is where the guy in the brown uh, coat shows up, and he says, the door is not yet open. Uh, Sora follows him into the cave behind the tree. So we hope you all enjoyed this episode. And uh, hmm, I was kind of thinking that you might continue on there. Oh, I, I, I might have, but I thought you were. I thought you had it. Damn it! All right. No, no. Bye. Uh, <laughs> bye. Bye. <laughs>